Welcome back to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. I'm Peter. And I'm Mirta. All right, and today we're talking about the framing effect. Welcome to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. I'm Peter Cronin, lead presenter of the Black Belt and Thinking. This is a podcast where we look at all things to do with thinking faster and acting more purposefully. I interview experts in their field to try and provide you with the insights to the way they think and the tools and processes they use on a day-to-day basis. If you find value in this podcast, love for you to share it with others. So, Nessa, do you want to kick us off with what the framing effect is? I do. I do. And I'm laughing because this is our second take because I messed the first one up. So, framing effect. Basically, framing effect, we know it's happening when we have an identical piece of information being presented in a specific light and therefore being viewed more or less favorably because of the frame that it's presented through. Right. So simple thing like uh, like if you're buying mints at the supermarket and it says 85% fat free, it doesn't say 15% fat. That's the one. Yeah. So the, the whole point about framing is that we are putting a spin on an identical piece of information. So that means still has exactly the same amount of fat, whether we say it's 15% fat or 85% fat free. But what we're doing is we're playing to the people's bias. I'm not sure actually this is a bias, but our, our human tendency for to be loss averse. Yeah. I think that's it, right? It's it's play, playing to people's yeah loss or risk aversion. Yeah, yeah, um, which is a bias, and probably saying it yourself, like using the framing effect, is probably a bias in you using it subconsciously. Does that make sense? Like, if I'm trying to talk you into something, um, I don't know. If I'm trying to talk you into bungee jumping, right? And I I say like, oh well, you know, like. 950 people did this last year safely. You'd be like, oh, cool. Whereas if I said, like, well, two people died last year doing this, you'd be like, what? Yeah, you are literally you are literally highlighting. It's what you highlight. Do you highlight the negative or the positive? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so and if you're telling you me this, this about the two people that died, now I'm thinking how two people died and I could be one of them. As opposed to being one of the 995 survivors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes you just focus in on that. And if I was trying to talk you out of it, I might do the same thing. Oh, would you hear about, you know, Timothy Smith last year who died doing this? You know? Yeah. That's actually, that's, that's, I haven't even thought of it going the other way. Of talking someone out of something. But yeah, that's exactly how it would work. Yeah. Or like, I'm. Um, Looking at the mints you're about to put in your trolley, oh, that's fifteen percent fat. Oh, yuck! I'll put it back. Yeah, is there <laughs> something that's only one percent fat? Yeah, yeah. Which, incidentally, dry meat, really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> A balanced diet where things aren't inherently positive or negative. Yeah, we've done a bit about yeah. that. Yes. So this is obviously this is something that yeah you know, people use 
I mean, when we talk about business examples, I want to kind of avoid sales because I feel like everybody kind of knows this already for sales. You're being sold to. You're, you're kind of, well, I don't know. You should almost expect it. <laughs> any street smart whatsoever, you would, yeah, you would expect it and try and account for it as best as you can. Um, and obviously, if you're selling someone on something, you probably just do this subconsciously as well. I mean, we were talking about this earlier, and the, the most extreme example I can think of is real estate, right? It's it's not tiny, it's cozy. It's not like a terrible house you would have to rip down and rebuild. It's a blank canvas for your dream home. You say that, but actually, the fact that... So let's say you're the real estate agent, yeah. and I'm your customer, and you take me to this, you know, 10 square meter apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Studio apartment. And you tell me things. Yes, I know you're selling to me, but the fact is I'm there to buy as well. I want you to make me feel better about this is what my money can buy. Yeah, that's true. I actually want you to tell me things like that. Yeah. So I'm actually not going to be overly critical of how you frame this apartment. Surely I would I would prefer that you didn't frame it negatively because the reality still is this is what my money can buy. I'd yeah, rather yeah, buy yeah, a quaint yeah. little You want to be studio. excited about it. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't actually even know that we, so when should we, I guess? I mean, yeah, this is hard because now you're getting into, I guess there's probably another bias that I can't think of off the top of my head. Confirmation bias. bias. Sorry? Confirmation must be. Yeah, or just, um, I don't know what to call it, feel-good bias? I don't know. You know oh, there probably is hear, something like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is confirmation bias. We want to hear what we already you know, we want to hear good things. We want to hear what we already sort of want or believe. Yeah, to support like, our current beliefs and, and options we've already really made. Yeah, it's like those, um, uh, maybe we're way off track here, but you know, the street magicians or like con artists and stuff. It's like the best way to, to trick someone is to show them what they want to see or what they expect to see. Yeah. Yeah, because then it doesn't trick, trip any flags in your head. So you go, ha, got them. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm not sure how much that's framing. I guess that's kind of framing, but um, <laughs> bringing it back. I'm bringing it back to another example. I know yeah. I bring up my sister-in-law a lot, but she was buying a car and she always has these little cars. She, she feels much more comfortable driving a, a small car, easier oh, yeah. to park as well. Yeah. Not too great when she goes on, on road trips, though. Right, um, okay, yeah, where, yeah. where sort of there's a 20 car queue behind her um, because the engine just can't take it any sort of <laughs> uphill. Yeah. And, you know, New Zealand, yeah. all about yeah. those uphills. Um, but yeah, so she was looking again, a small car. And obviously, instead of selling her a weak engine, the guy was selling her a really economical car, like really fuel efficient car which obviously made her feel really good, but she instantly forgets when she does, and she does actually go quite often on these road trips that she yeah, doesn't right. actually like that weak engine. It's still the same engine. It's still the same piece of information, but how do you yeah. frame it? I mean, it's an easy sell right now, right? Like, oh, yeah, you focus exactly on, on the fuel consumption and, you know, when fuel's what? Is it over three bucks still in New Zealand? Oh, yeah, it is actually, and going up. Yeah, right. 
So that's true. So it's almost um, yeah. It is actually about highlighting the positives, isn't it? That's probably yeah, the best yeah. way of of summing it yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. You're you're yeah highlighting the positives. You're putting a, a positive spin on. I think where it particularly comes up is data, right? We're talking a lot about data. And as you said before, sometimes you might even want this, but when do you not? I think when I think about it in, in a business context, the biggest thing is when you think you're making a data-driven decision, but you're not because somebody's framing it up, they're serving up the information to you in the way they're trying to like drive you to a certain decision. And yeah. you think, oh, well, I made the decision based on the data, which you actually didn't because of the framing effect. I think that's the biggest place it can sort of trip you up. Yeah. Because um, I guess people do have their own agendas. Yep. And budgets or project they just really want to do or whatever. Yeah, it makes sense. So for example, if we go back to our mince example. You could really say that when you present something in terms of these percentages, that's sort of your interpretation of the data, and, and that's where the framing comes in. But if that packet of mints just had to be sold as, you know, this many so grams in a kilo, major, end of story. <laughs> yeah, this is the major um, macronutrient sort of thing, like that's in small print on the back, on the front, if it just said, this percent protein, this percent carb, this percent fat, and just just like that. And the so story. you probably look at two of them and go, oh, you know, the fat content's not that different, you know, 10%, 15%, whatever. Yeah, so we are after that and not information, I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah, you don't want somebody else doing the processing for you and serving you up something that, that pushes their agenda, <laughs> I guess. Because you made a, a good point when we had this conversation earlier on. Maybe we have all our best conversations offline. We should record our conversations. But you were kind of making a, a, a difference. And I'm not sure if this was your point. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the difference between the raw data and, and information is that information sort of forces emotions. Yeah, information is like interpreted. Uh, the, the way I thought of it is like a academic study, right? You got you got your results, and then you've got your discussion. You you want the results, not the discussion. Yeah, I, I mean, not necessarily true. Sometimes you want to defer to people's um, expertise, their experience, all those sort of things. So it's not always the case. But if you choose that you want to make a decision based on data, you should be looking at the raw data, not somebody else's presentation of the data. Yeah. If you want to make the decision based off, you go, all right, the data's, you know, 50-50, what's your call? You should, you know, that's a decision you should make sometimes because people do have intuition, they do have experience, all those sort of things. But you don't want to be tricked into that when yeah. you think you're making a decision based off pure data. Makes sense. So I think that's the thing. When, when there's data at play and you want to make a decision on the data, get as raw a version of the data as, as is useful. Yeah rather than, than somebody's argument for it. And then maybe separately hear the argument for it and tell them, look, don't try and bring data into this. Just tell me why you think this is a good idea. Yeah, I'm with you. 
the key thing, just just separating it out so you can make like yeah, or a, lash, a rational decision on it rather than yeah. But it's probably kind of um, coming to the territory of how to overcome the, <laughs> the frame, the, you know, how to um, get out from under the framing effect, which is to sort of ask for the data, not the information. Yeah. yeah. This podcast is brought to you by the BBIT. If you want to improve your own thinking and problem-solving skills, visit blackboutandthinking.com to sign up now. And I mean, I guess that's, um, that is often present. I mean, like we just said with the mince packet, it's, it's on the back. It's not that they are not giving you that data. I think legally, obviously, they have to. Um, and I guess somebody who is perhaps experienced or, or, you know, experienced with diet and nutrition and they've got quite a specific diet plan they want to stick to or, or they've got enough experience to know what to look for, those kind of people do read the backs and, and, and figure it out based off that. And so it's not that you can't make the rational decision, it's that the, what they're trying to present to you to get you to make the, the quick decision is, is the, the interpretation of it, the skew. Yeah, and people, yeah, people do the exact same thing in business. You get the, um, I don't know, you get your operations team that wants to do a new project or develop a new piece of software or something, and they they go, oh well, you know, like, ninety five percent of our competitors have this uh, have this in their software or or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is that you think the person wants to hear, really. Yeah. Which can be misleading. Yeah. Actually, it can be misleading because if you have things, it can be true and misleading at the same time. If that it could be sense. over half our competitors have the same software. Turns out the other, the little half that, you know, are struggling and failing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's true. But yeah. Like, you know what comes to mind when you have... Um, all these cereal packets and they're ridiculously full of sugar and if it's not sugar it's some sort of sweetener of some sort oh yeah yeah yeah. but then you have something and it may not even be a cereal packet but it's gonna say you know 10 percent less sugar than the normal it's still bad for you mate yeah because you're now probably replacing sugar with something else to, to not lose on the sweetness yeah but you're putting a positive spin on something so you're not lying. Sure, you put less ten percent less sugar in this thing. Oh yeah, it's it's um. Look at any like uh, lolly packet. They they say like ninety nine percent fat free or something on them. Like yeah, because <laughs> it's like almost a hundred percent sugar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like awesome, ninety nine percent. Wow, that must be good for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's I almost just actually healthy a for you. Combined it all together. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. I actually Again, use... Not there's anything wrong with that. Not this... but you but you want to make a you want to make an informed decision. You yeah. you want to make yeah, make the decision not off what the person in the marketing department whose job it is is to just trick you into buying stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the in same the same in, respect yeah. you might be listening to this podcast going how can I use this to my advantage? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that's the other side of the framing effect, right? Don't serve up data. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Dock me your data. What is it? Lies, damn lies, and statistics. Exactly. <laughs> if you're really trying to compel someone to do something, don't say, oh, well, you know, like there's 60% this and 40% that. You go, oh, over half the time this. And that's the one. Yeah. I was looking at, um, when I was writing the blog article for this, I was looking at the New Zealand Lotteries Commission. Oh, yeah. So New Zealand Lotta. Do you actually know your chance of winning? Okay, so I do because I occasionally play Lotto. Yeah. And in Australia, there's about four four draws. Like New Zealand, I'm pretty sure has one. One. Oh, no, we have two. We have two. Okay, yeah. There's four in Australia. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I looked up the statistics for them because I was like, well, if we're going to play, I'm going to play the most likely one. So I have like a a one in seven million chance of getting anywhere rather than a one in – 37 million chance or whatever it is. That sounds so good comparatively. Yeah, right? Because like the Powerball is always the biggest, <laughs> but the likelihood of you winning it is like astronomically worse than all the others. And I'm like, oh, look, I only play this to win like 5 million. I don't need 80 million. So your <laughs> chances are instantly a, better. A statistically higher chance of winning 5 than, than winning 80. <laughs> Even though I know it's all just bullshit, I'm not going to win at all. But it's uh, it's the it's I I find it's the kind of the, the thrill of it you know the fun, the fun of thinking oh what if I do win for for a few and days. that's what and that's exactly what all the ads point to what if yeah, imagine exactly. if yeah what, imagine what you I mean, could do with a million dollars that's that's the ABC of it right that's the immediate reinforce you get for spending eight bucks or whatever on a ticket is that thrill of oh what if I win. So in New Zealand, your chance is 0.0004%. Yeah, right. Which is zero, really, <laughs> if you had to round it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had to round it up, that's 0%. It's so tiny, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, but no lotteries ad is going to say you have a 0.0004% chance of winning lotto. Yeah. But you do have a probably a hundred percent chance or ninety-nine point percent chance of losing fifteen bucks on the ticket. Yeah. So when you frame it that way. And if you frame it the other way, you go, well, yeah, but somebody wins, you know. But they don't. <laughs> Sometimes nobody wins. It's just not no, drawn. Good. Yeah. That jackpots or whatever. So I guess. We did already kind of touch about, okay, so how do we kind of get away from this um, this framing effect? Yeah. And it was to sort of ask for that. I have another one for you Yeah. Um, that I read that really, really the only thing that reliably trumps the framing effect is an expert's opinion. So, for example, if you had to go and have surgery, and you're looking at this study that said, listen, 20% of the patients who do procedure A die versus 80% who survive option B procedure. Hmm. Now, obviously, right. that's exactly the same statistic. Yeah. yeah. You will be more inclined to go for option B where 80% of patients survive. Yeah. Except... 
if your doctor who you consider to be expert or a doctor that you consider to be expert comes and tells you, no, I, I would go with, I would definitely go with option A. Right. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense, I think. And then you kind of have this trusted advisor effect. Yeah. Yeah. Which probably poses problems in its own, you know, other knock-on problems in its own right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you might want to trump. <laughs> but that's probably the only thing that would reliably get you out of out of the rose-colored glasses of, of a frame being imposed on a piece of data. Yeah. So I'm not sure how useful that is unless you intentionally go and seek an expert's piece of piece of advice, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, if other people are putting skews on the data, asking an expert to interpret the data for you is not necessarily bad because they might say, ah, oh, well, yeah, but that 20% in this case are males for X complication reasoning. You're a female, so actually it's fine for you. You go, oh, oh, okay, whatever. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I guess, again, it's that thing of choosing to interpret the data or asking somebody's, well, what we said, right? Asking somebody's expert opinion because you want to hear their opinion as opposed to accidentally getting their skew on something. Right. Correct. Yeah. I think that's it. So, yeah, whenever you're presented with something and somebody's trying to present the data, they've got a fancy slideshow that they might have prepared with some cool graphs. <laughs> you, you want to see the actual data. Oh, I love this um, this graph. Or you can wave away the presentation and say, just just tell me your opinion on it and separately send me the data. And I'll use the two things to make decisions. I don't want this middle ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this really cool um, pie graph comes to mind where it's a circle with a ved, like a wedge, a wedge. And the, yeah. the wedge is colored yellow and the blue is colored, uh, the rest of it is colored blue the predominant side um, sort of um, area of the graph. And then you have the little key on the side that says yellow is percentage of people who blah, blah, blah. And yeah. the blue is exactly the same, just colored blue. <laughs> like, so it's exactly the same. It's still percentage yeah. of people, but it's exactly the same information. So really the way it's presented makes it sound like there's a difference, but it's exactly the same. Right. So like everybody. So everybody. Actually, it's like hundred percent of people. Yeah, it's like number of people alive with a beating heart or something like that. Kind of. Yeah. Right. Is is yellow, and then blue is a number of blue is it actually should be keyed exactly the same information, but filled with blue color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so we know how to overcome the framing effect. We try to procure raw data. We try to yep. ask or seek out an expert's opinion. Yep. And then we could always, instead of even going as far as to procure data, just reframe it yourself. Just sort of reverse the frame. So if you are looking at a packet of mints that does say 80% fat free, just say to yourself, oh, okay, so that's 20% fat. Am I okay with that? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, just say, so what does that mean? What does 80% fat free mean? It means that 20% of it is fat. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, makes sense. 
Okay, do we have anything else to add to this? No, I think that's, I think that's it. Looking at the data, you're just trying to look at it objectively or, or subjectively, but directly with the opinion of an expert rather than this, this middle ground. I, I know, guess the I just... key thing is identifying it. Seeing somebody presenting data in a framed way and choosing to take the frame away. I think yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a big step. When it suits us. <laughs> when it suits us, yeah. That's the spirit. I think that's us for today. Cool. All right. I'll uh, catch you on the next one. Thanks, everyone, for listening.